1: You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off.
2: All right, then you asked for it.
1: Yes,
0: we did. So lay it on us. Free for all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Nimer.
3: Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. And as always, there is a lot to talk about, and we will talk about what you want to talk about. So the numbers to call four one six Three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty, and as Bob mentioned in his news, we have passed a very grim milestone, and that is that we have surpassed the long term care death toll. From the first wave. More people have died now in the second wave than passed away in the first wave. And the excuse in the first wave, no one was prepared. It was out of the blue. No one knew, uh, what was happening. And then we had that wonderful summer lull and all our leaders promised we were going to do better. We were going to prepare because we knew this second wave was coming. And what happened? the death toll now higher than it was in the first wave and maybe they did a few things but they didn't certainly do enough they did not put on a push like quebec did to train and hire more personal support workers they did not mandate that every single home had to have an infection control officer and uh yeah Some homes didn't have PPE. They did not enforce the orders they made when they finally inspected some of these places. In Roberta Place and in other places that had some of the worst outbreaks, there are orders from inspectors from about a month before all of these people died and nothing happened. No enforcement. So what do you think? And meanwhile, we have Jugmeet Singh saying he's making an election promise really early. He will abolish for-profit care. Uh, take a while, not till 2030. But what do you think of that? Is that a good move for him? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 Forty, And we begin with Terry in Mississauga. Hi, Terry. Uh,
4: good morning, or good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon. Uh,
4: uh, the reason I'm calling is uh, these uh, for pay long-term care homes are being taken over by uh, hospitals at different junctures. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one in uh, Barrie that apparently half have died, I mm-hmm. assume that's a, a paid-for
3: uh, for of, profit, yes. For
4: profit, yes. Uh, my question is this: If a hospital takes it over, mm-hmm. uh, and they're it's a for pay uh, type of home, now uh, do these uh, chairmans of the board uh, for these hospi- uh, for pay ones still keep getting their money, or does that money go to the hospital?
3: Um, these are temporary management agreements. And I have not seen the details of these temporary management agreements. I mean, it's, it's some kind of, uh, emergency stipulation. So the, my answer is I have no idea, uh, what their board directors get paid. Uh, and uh what the chain of command is. One thing I can tell you is that even the for-profit homes, the CEO of the association that represents them, told me that even when they run into trouble, they run into too much bureaucracy. When they finally say, we need help now, it takes too long because of the bureaucracy involved in negotiating those agreements. So I think you are asking... A very good question that I don't know the answer to about whether they keep getting paid and uh, how much it is. Uh, And I think it would, I'm not sure that it would amount to that much money depending on how long uh, they are taken over for. And the nature of the takeover is the day-to-day management, which is not what the board of directors does anyway. Uh, they oversee the bigger picture and mostly the financial end of it of how to take care of their shareholders. So there you go. Well, then my
4: other question was uh, if uh, Doug Ford is the premier of this province. Who is the premier of the province when they decided to go uh, allow these for
3: Mike Harris?
4: Yes, and you know where he is now. Uh, he sits on the board of one of these for profit.
3: Yes, he does.
4: That's right. And uh, he and uh, Ford are pretty uh, good uh, buddies. Now, is this not a conflict of
3: interest? Well, they've been through that. And, and uh, Ford said he never talked to Mike Harris about uh, for-profit homes and not about the one that he sits on. So, um, you know, a lot of people are drawing that conclusion. But uh, I can't say that there's anything proven about that. But, uh, yeah, it was Mike Harris. It was another conservative government that brought in, uh, private for care. And, uh, here we are.
4: Well, it's very unfortunate. To me, that's a conflict of interest. Uh, Ford should bow out and put someone in there that, uh, is going to enforce these, uh, rules.
3: Well, you know what? They should, they should definitely, and the argument always is, uh, you know, that, that if they enforce the rules against long-term care homes, where will these people go? Because the ultimate enforcement is saying, if you don't do this, we're going to shut you down. Where will these people go? Well, we know where a lot, half of them have gone in Exactly, the- exactly so that that is a very sad and important point, but mm-hmm. that and the people who do the inspections they're they're not political people they're they're government workers they're bureaucrats, but there is no enforcement or not enough enforcement, and we need that. Terry, thanks very much for your call.
4: thank you
3: okay let's go to Peter in Paris. Hi, Peter
1: Hi hey there. Um, I just wanted to comment on uh vaccinating elderly people that still live in their own homes? Right. Like, um, if one partner uh, meets the age qualification and the other one does not, shouldn't they vaccinate them both anyway?
3: Well, I think the second partner will have to uh, wait their turn. Uh, I'm in a situation like that. I mean, not that I'm holding my breath for vaccinations, but my husband is older than I am. Uh, His turn hopefully will come up before mine. Uh, so, uh, I don't have a problem with that. He'll get vaccinated before me.
1: I see. I just thought maybe, um, health wise and contagion wise, it would be better that both of them were done at the same time. And I'm glad you're in that situation so that I can talk to you about it.
3: Okay. Well, I mean, I, you know, once, once, uh, you know, one partner is vaccinated, even for the first time, then you have more protection than you did before. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean I I think that going you, assuming we get the vaccines, you know, the, yeah. I so far the rollout and the priorities have been seriously messed up in my opinion. Uh but age seems a reasonable way to go, and rather than creating a situation, I, I think where you have too many changes and exceptions, it's by age, except if you're married to somebody younger. I, I think that I think that the it's important to make it as straightforward as possible, uh, clear as possible, and then we won't get any of this, you know, people going around it and loopholes and all of this stuff. That's, that's my opinion, and I'm, uh, I'm quite content to wait until people who are older than me have got their vaccines.
1: I see. Well, thank you very much.
3: Okay, you're very welcome, Peter. Thanks for your call.
5: You're welcome. Bye now.
3: Bye-bye. Okay, let me give the numbers out again. 416 3600740. Toll free 1 866 740 We've been talking about the grim milestone that we just hit, surpassing the number of, care, of deaths in long term care uh, from the first wave. We have had even more deaths, and this after we had a lovely summer to prepare for this second wave that we all knew was coming. I find it just, uh, i words fail, as they say. Words fail. What do you think of that? We were also talking about the vaccine rollout, which is also, frankly, a mess. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 866 for and uh, we're going to another Peter, Peter in Toronto. Hi, Peter. Hi, uh, Lydia. And thank you so much for taking my call. I just want to make
2: a, a comment uh, regarding our long-term uh, cares here in the province. Uh, it's, it's really, really shameful, um, especially what's happened with Roberto Place and so many other places that we probably haven't even heard about. Um, but it's it's just shocking how uh, ill-prepared this government was. We all knew that the second wave was going to be worse than the first. And just the lack of leadership and lack of preparation uh, that this government has put on. And, and what's insulting is, you know, w- when we have to see the premier that goes before the cameras talking to us and saying how you know, he's upset about the flow of the vaccines coming in. And that's, to me, that's just a sidetrack. That's just someone, something that they're trying to distract uh, from his own administration. Uh, Because what do you say to those families that have have lost these loved parents along the way? Um, there's, there's, There's just nothing to really be said. But the lack of administration, Libby, is so bad. Um, I have an elderly uh, mom who um, who is at home. Fortunately,
3: she's at home. Thank goodness. But I- how old is she, I if must, I may
2: ask? I must say, Libby, uh, and I know a lot of your uh, listeners are hearing this, uh, you have to be so careful because a lot of these PSWs, like I'm seeing in the own confines of my, my own mother's home, a lot of them are coming in and... They're just not prepared. The, the the gloves aren't coming in. The the with proper um, uh, equipment being worn and and things that they touch. It it's it's really really scary. Uh, I find myself after their visits. I'm just wiping everything down. Uh, I really really am uh, because remember they're going from you know one house to an apartment to another house. And there just isn't that special care there. And I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine how how spread this thing could have been at uh, Roberta Place up in Barrie. It is just so, so upsetting. It really is, Libby.
3: Well, you know, first of all, I think we can't say that all PL, PS, PSWs, I think many of them take great care. It probably depends on what outfit they work for if they get the equipment they need uh, so I would think if you if you think that the people visiting your mother are not wearing proper uh, i don't I don't think it's actually PPE but it's even gloves and masks you should let their supervisors know you should you should say something absolutely uh, absolutely, absolutely because a lot of them and they're very dedicated and it's a very difficult job, but, uh, I think probably still much, much better to be for your mother and other people to be in their own homes than to be in one of these places. And I totally agree. Uh, you definitely want to be at home as opposed to being in one of these institutions.
2: There's no argument about that. But let me just emphasize with uh, the PSWs, and you're right, I totally agree with you. There's some great, dedicated people out there. There really is. And I, I don't want to knock that for a second. However, my personal experience, I've just found that they're a bit laxative and we've had to reach out we've had to reach out to the agency but i tell you when you do that libby you've got to be careful because there's there's retaliation about that remember when you pick up that phone you're talking to someone's supervisor to say listen the, you know this is what was noted this morning there's always 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 retaliation Um, and you've got to be very very careful you've got to be professional about it but you've also got to be very careful Um, you know
3: what that's a point yeah Uh, I hear you but uh, there shouldn't be yeah and and
2: and there shouldn't be but all I'm saying is be cautious like I say we're finding ourselves now where we're just wiping everything that they're basically touched uh, uh, because you, you just want to, you know, make sure that, you know, the elderly are safe. Uh, and that's my point, I think, to your
3: listeners. Yeah, um, the, the, other, the other good point is that the latest science is showing that, that it's droplets, that, that getting it from a surface, in the first wave, we were all worried that we could get it from surfaces. That's very rare, not the case, that you have to be worried about droplets, people breathing on you. Um, so the masking is even more important. I agree. I okay. totally agree. Okay, Peter, thank uh, you, thanks, and best to your mom. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we've got to take a break. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740. Toll-free, 866 740 It's a free-for-all Friday. We're talking about long-term care. We're talking about the vaccine rollout. And I, I actually got some new information on that yesterday afternoon. I was shooting a TV show that will run on our sister station, Vision TV, uh, in a while. And uh, I also want to share some of that um, when we come back. Again, the numbers is 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 We'll be back after this.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.
3: Welcome back to this free-for-all Fridays. I am going to get to your calls in a moment. Let me give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 740 And we'll go to Terry in Tottenham. Hi, Terry.
6: Hi, Libby. How are you today?
3: Fine. How are you?
6: Good. Just got a couple of points. Uh, first of all, my mother is elderly. She lives in her own home. She's 90.
3: Good for it her. I'm glad to hear that.
6: Yeah, it, it probably won't affect her. But if they're going to change all the long care terms to provincially run, then you know they're going to be more like almost dormitory style. Uh, you know, everybody gets the same treatment. Everybody's cared for in the same level. My mother's got enough money that she's going to want to move into one of those five or $6,000 a, uh, a month places where she gets her own apartment and her own bedroom and her own sitting room, little kitchen in there or something, comes down for her meals. That's all, what she, is that going to be available to her? If okay,
3: I, I think you have some misconceptions there. So, first of all, um, part of the problem with the for-profit homes are that when they got into this business, they bought up all these older places with multiple beds. So, basically, everybody now recognizes that is a really bad idea, and there are new long-term care facilities being built, including ones funded by the province— that are not that, that have private rooms. That's important, but they're being built. It takes a long time. And uh, in terms of not-for-profit, I, I just want to clarify what that means. It doesn't mean that, that uh, the province runs them. It just means that uh the way they're governed, like say you have two homes, one is for profit, one is not for profit. They each have $100. They each get $50 from the government to take care of their residents. The for-profit home... Uh it has a responsibility, a fiduciary responsibility to send some profit to their shareholders. That's what they do with their 50 bucks. But the not-for-profit home is not supposed to show a profit. So what are they going to do with that 50 bucks? Maybe they'll pay their people more. Maybe they'll get better food. Maybe they'll do something else nice. That's the difference.
6: Okay, so my mother can afford to... oh, You're
3: talking about retirement homes, which... Are a completely different regime. Well,
6: retirement—maybe, oh, maybe, she, maybe she'll need an, an old age home, but she, if she can go into the, you know, a, a better one, a one with, you know, that costs more money than the than just
3: those than are retirement spends. homes. Those are—they're they're two different things. I so yes, they're—they're they're, nobody's talking about changing those. They are private. They are expensive, okay. and they have yeah. completely different rules. They have less okay. stringent right. rules, actually. Right.
5: Okay, and, and my
6: other point is. You know that uh, Trudeau and the airlines made some backroom deal that if uh, they cancel all their flights to the sunspots, he will give them some kind of bailout. They didn't do it to be good corporate citizens. We know this. Now, it doesn't affect – I think it's a, an unfair thing that now I have to book my flight to the Caribbean through an American carrier, make one stop in the States, and then fly down to the Caribbean. So – I think that is a
3: a wacky loophole. I was very surprised when I heard about that. But what is the point of of disadvantaging? I, I understand. I mean, I'm not sure how effective it is. It's probably not a bad idea now. You're banning international flights, but only from your own carriers? Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's disadvantaging not. your own people. I don't know. I mean, you can say, you can't say they can't fly if they're not yours, but you can say they can't land. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good, you know what? Next week we're going to get on that.
6: Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Terry. I had changed my flight from Air Transat to American, make one stop in the States, and then I'm on my way. So, and I'll worry about Quarantine stuff when I get back. I mean, if the, if they're gonna if they're gonna gouge me for two thousand dollars for three nights in a hotel, well, so be it. Right? They're but trying to
3: know. discourage you from traveling, buddy. Well, well, <laughs> I know, and, trying,
6: and, and, and it and didn't
3: it, work, obviously.
6: <laughs> of, course, of course, not. Like you know, come on. Uh, if, you, if you follow the protocols and you follow them here and you follow them there, what's the difference? You're still at the same risk. I feel right.
3: Okay, and I'm I, not going to get into an an argument with you about that. Yeah. So uh, thanks for your call. Okay, let us go to Verna in Hamilton. Hi, Verna. Hi, Libby. Um, I just have a couple questions and a comment.
7: I would like to know where the fine money of all these fines that they're
3: issuing to people and businesses, where does that money go? Uh it depends who issues the fine. It's they're issued by bylaw officers in the various jurisdictions. So if it's a Toronto bylaw officer uh, and they actually collect the fine, it'll go to Toronto. And if it's in Peel, it'll go to Peel.
7: Like as in uh to be used with public service or how? Pay down a debt? Uh
3: it depends whatever they use their bylaw fines for. Uh you, uh it depends. Not in somebody's pocket, hopefully. No, I Mm -hmm. don't think so. It's like, think about a parking fine, right? That's It goes to the city. Right. I think so.
7: Okay. And I was wondering, I know CARP is wanting uh, the uh, long-term care minister to be let go. Uh, Is she going to be let go with pensions and everything like Fayette?
3: Well, you you can't. I mean, she can be fired as a minister. But she but still has a job. She of course she has a job. She was elected democratically. Okay. So she's uh uh she's what they decide to do when when they're really mad at somebody, they say you can't sit in our caucus, but they're still elected. Oh, okay. And
7: I just have a comment. Uh the gentleman referring to talking about um a PSW coming into the home. Uh a friend of mine had the same uh problem with PSWs and I'm not putting them down either I think we've sometimes we uh, don't we've lost the conscientiousness of being a good worker sometimes and I think that's an important factor in any job whether you're serving at a restaurant whether you're a PSW or it's your conscientiousness of how well do you want to do the job
3: yeah, they they also have a tough job. They aren't given the right equipment necessarily. They have too many places they have to stop in one day. I mean, Oh, I'm but, not putting them down at all for that. Yeah. I'm
7: not. I just think sometimes um I, I think uh our generation, I'm sure I'm older than you, but had a bit more uh should I say work ethic, but at this time uh with the with the covid, I think a work ethic is an important thing to have in your personality.
3: Yeah, well, you know what, when you look at all the people doing very tough jobs for not a lot of money, um, you know, you uh, it's hard to fault them. Oh, but, I'm not I'm uh, not faulting I them. I hear you, Verna. Thanks for your call. All right, thanks, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let's go to Valentina in Fergus. Hello Valentina. Hello. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm good, especially now.
8: I wanted to share an experience that I had with you at the risk of identifying myself to anyone who's listening to me in my town. First of all, I'm totally blind. And four weeks ago, I found myself in an ambulance going to our hospital with heart issues. I stayed there um, in emergency for 48 hours. And I have to say i don't know why anybody would want to be a nurse in our community because of the way they're overworked they have way too much to do Um, they were very good to me and it was difficult because no one from the family can come in with you when you're in an emergency because of covid so what I what I heard is because I, I'm a very observant person, being an author and so on, I pay attention to things around me. People were coming in with dog bites, knife cuts, depression. Um, there were two people who were physically attacking nurses at two different times, and there is not nearly the support that our community should give the healthcare workers. When I was moved to the hospital, we have a lovely new hospital. Again, the nurses have way too much to do. They try to do what they can, but, you know, the days of, say, making sure you were comfortable and having that extra pillow have long gone because they simply have too much to do. And I think that, first of all, the healthcare workers in our community, should be given the COVID vaccines first. I, res- you know, I'm 68, and I do respect my elders. I think they need to be. Cared they are
3: for. being given. They are uh, ahead of many of us. And here, here yeah. in Toronto, they got the vaccine before people in long-term care. And that's controversial, because they are less likely to die than the residents that are now dying in droves. Well, but, I understand that, but they're the ones who look after everybody. Well, they're, 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 know, they, are, they, are, they are ahead uh, of other people in line. So, you know, it's, I hope so,
8: because the other thing that I noticed is that there was the whole United. So when I went to the hospital to get the uh, actual procedure done, I was transferred to another hospital in our area, and I noticed that there were more people with accents and from all over the world
3: rather than our own people. The, the, and, sorry, those are our own people as well.
8: Well, yeah, but you yeah. know what I mean. Um, we I, don't encourage people
3: to do the. Same. Uh. She dropped out. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, uh, this is one of the most multicultural places in the world. And people who don't look like you, they're just as Canadian as you are. And um, I don't know where that was going. But one thing she was definitely right about, nurses are overworked and we really owe them a lot. And it's really hard job and they're spending their entire days in in those n95 masks it's uh you know what they're doing is the lord's work really okay let us go to dennison brampton hi dennis
1: thanks libby and uh kudos to you for your last comment about we're all canadians i particularly appreciate that my call is related to two there are two related points one is the uh, the caller plans to, u- to use the loophole for uh, travel to uh, southern destinations, and there was a, also a report in the paper this morning that talked about people who have traveled. Uh, they were the few among the few snowbirds who did now complaining about the quarantine rules uh, on their <laughs> yeah. return. And uh, my my point is, they should not have traveled in the first place. They were told, and uh, no special privileges and. The width of entitlement is, uh, is in the air coming from those individuals.
3: Well, the, the, I think you're right to a certain extent, but I'll tell you one thing. And I know people who were not going to go and ended up going because they could get vaccinated in Florida. And they're they got vaccinated in Florida at, at Florida's expense. And uh, they're usually people who are not working, so they can just stay longer. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, all the more I would, reason
1: for them to follow the rules. Pardon? All the more reason for them to follow the rules. Right. For quarantine.
3: Well, and they will have to they'll have to make sure that they have more insurance coverage if they're staying longer. And they'll have to quarantine uh, if the quarantine is still in effect when when they come back. Uh, I just think it, it's ridiculous that there's a loophole that advantages American Airlines and disadvantages ours. You know, Agreed. That, and, and um, you know, honestly, the people who make these rules, don't they think of this stuff? That's their job. <laughs> I bet this is just some kind of unintended <laughs> consequence that they didn't think of.
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that score.
3: Yeah, so, hello, think of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Indeed, lovey. Have a great weekend. Okay, thank you call. for that.
3: Bye. Okay, thanks. Let's see who is next. And Nelson in Strathroy. Hi Nelson.
9: Good afternoon, Lily. Thank you for taking my call.
3: You're very welcome.
9: Um I agree with the gentleman from before, Dennis. Um the loopholes, I think that they have they weren't thinking of uh the American flights as being for travel but more for business because they do I think still have some business people flying around Mhm um the issue is back to I think I spoke with you last year when we had we were having this wonderful uh people going around and and uh sickness it's consideration of one another, the humanity or the race of humanity where people think we're each other from one to another or better from from one another. We're all equal. We're all created equal. doesn't matter what race,
2: creed,
9: color, or anything. We're all human. Uh, but everyone thinks that from one to another, we're better than the, our neighbors or our brothers and sisters or whatever. Uh, and that's, I think that's, that's the unfortunate thing uh, for people to fly down to Florida because they can get the the uh vaccine quicker and and free like that's that's a bunch of crock
3: well i don't um, I, I don't know if if you're vulnerable i've heard from a lot of people uh older people and you know they're they're basically cowering in their homes here they're afraid to go and you look around the world and i think this is a shame for us and a humiliation for canada we are 33rd in the world in the vaccine rollout. And even you, you look at the United States and frankly, a lot of Canadians like we have this thing when we look at the states and we think that we are really better. And especially what's been going on there the last few years, we think we're better and they had the worst death toll in the world and they had so many people who were un, Educated and uninformed who are saying this whole thing is a hoax, it doesn't exist, and the terrible death toll, but suddenly they're rolling out their vaccine, and they're doing it well, and we are sitting here and uh you know this week, General Hillier said he's not even giving a date for a rollout because he doesn't know when he's getting this stuff, so. I have thing, a hard time blaming people who were able to go down to Florida to get a vaccine. Is, There's a yeah, chance. You, they take a chance by going there for sure.
9: The thing also is because the, none of the vaccines are being allowed to come north.
3: Well, yeah.
9: And whose fault is that? Well, that was also Mr. Trump. And then we had that discussion back in December when I
3: brought that up to I don't you. think it's, it's Mr. Trump that... Well, that, that that, that oh, that was he, the, that was the, the the that that was a shipment of PPE, I think. Is, anyway, no, he's out of he's out of, he's the, picture out of
9: the picture now. And he, yeah, they, they mandated that all vaccines and and Joe Biden isn't lifting that. Anything made in states stays in the states for that. Unfortunately,
3: right? But we we signed up for vaccines from Europe, so we can't yeah. blame them. And anyway, then, and also and also with because back I don't know how many years ago. Canada got out of the
9: vaccination manufacturer.
3: Absolutely. Nelson, I've got to take a break. Thanks for your call. Have yourself a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. As I said, we have to take another break. Let me give the numbers out again before we take that break. We've been talking about long-term care. We have passed a terrible milestone. Uh, We have now surpassed the number of deaths in the first wave. Um, and this, I, I keep saying, we knew that second wave was coming. We could have prepared better than we did. I believe that. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. We've also been talking about the vaccine rollout and we'll be right back to talk about it some more.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer, a free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt.
3: Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse
2: me!
0: Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Zneimer.
3: Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. I am going to get right to the phones. We've got Francis in Markham. Hi, Frances. Libby. Um, so I'm coming
7: back from a trip and I have to get tested and um, I have to quarantine. Uh, I have to go to a hotel and pay $2,000 until my test results come back. Right. Uh
3: right. When are you going on this
7: trip? No, no. This is a, this, this. is just an example. Okay. Yes. I can refuse to be tested and pay seven hundred and fifty dollar fine. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, f-
3: Where do I go from here? Can I go home? Uh. Okay. Here's. I'm. I'm just trying to remember because this has come up. So the 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 refusing to be tested, I think, has to do with the. The provincial, the province has some of their tests, and the federal government has some of their tests. This is, I think, and people out there, if if I'm wrong, correct me. Uh, so the the voluntary fine for not being tested with a provincial test, but now that it's a, a federal regulation, I don't think that stands. Oh, okay, well, I mean, uh, but, but I, I'm I've saying hey, you, you can you, refuse to be tested and pay a $750 fine. Right, so, but that was, I think that's from before the federal government mandated the tests. Well, okay, I sure hope that's true, and then you have to be tested, because that's a good way around not paying $2,000. Well, no, 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 you have to be tested, and you pay $2,000. Oh, I see, the $750. Okay, got it. Yeah, Okay. Okay. That was my thought. Okay, good. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let us go to Kate in Toronto. Hi, Kate. Oh, hi, Libby. I want to make a comment. Uh,
10: Your caller talked about the personal support workers and his concern about some of their practices. I'm a support worker, so many of my clients are in their 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. They have, uh, I guess, publicly funded social services, personal support workers to help them with bathing. So I come in, I do the heavy cleaning, and I've always been very careful because I know I could pick up E. coli, some sort of gastrointestinal bug, because I'm cleaning up feces, urine, Mm. vomit, that sort of thing. Now, many of my senior clients, darling people, their um, families don't think to provide uh, them or the support workers with maybe adequate cleaning products, masks, gloves, that sort of thing to have on hand. And I bring my own. It comes out of my pocket, my
3: earnings. Just just a minute. Your your company doesn't provide you with masks and gloves and all that stuff? I work freelance. I worked for
10: a while for a program through the city of Toronto, but I was so badly treated by both the program and the clients that I said, enough of this. I don't have to endure that kind of treatment. I will work on my own. And I can choose my clients, and my clients are very confident for the most part, um, most of my clients, that I will be very careful and clean and use, you know, good hygiene practices when I'm dealing uh, with them. So perhaps your collar, hand pump, you know, hand soap, gloves, mask, whatever, if if they provided some of that for the personal support workers maybe that would put his mind at
3: ease well i yeah i think it's it's a good idea even if those things are provided i mean i know uh, you know if 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 you uh Sneeze in your mask, maybe you want to change it. And we heard that in, in a lot of these long-term care homes, they ration the PPE. So, I, I mean, masks are readily available, and uh, they're a lot cheaper than they were in the spring. I, so, say that I just want to jump in and say that in the spring, I couldn't get any masks.
10: I couldn't. Some of the personal support workers I crossed paths with shared theirs with me out of their supply but I had trouble I couldn't get masks but I made sure I was very careful with the social distancing and the hand washing however I have had clients who were so fearful that I might bring them something that they told me not to come meanwhile they get on a plane and go to Florida so go figure. People go f- are go going f- a crazy with this COVID.
3: Go yeah, go figure. And a lot of uh, older people who need help are very fearful. Some of them have uh, some dementia, uh, and sometimes it makes them, you know, different or paranoid. Um, so I I, 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 you do a very hard job. And I totally get that you want to work on your own, but, and, uh, you know, um, the caller, I'm sure that he saw what he saw, but but you can't say something about a whole group of people.
10: Well, I, I just would like people to be aware that if, if they also contribute to helping the personal support workers be as hygienically yeah. as they can be, that would go a long way, maybe rather than reporting people. A lot of the personal support workers that I've come across, they're new to Canada. They come from countries with different standards. These ladies work so hard. So do I. But they work so hard. And we're asked sometimes, I've been asked to open drains and shower stalls to clean them out. Clean out eyelash curlers. I,
3: wash windows. So... You know, as support workers, we really... There's, there's a joke in there. I don't do windows. Well, you
10: know, I, I have one who refers to me as her little slave.
3: Oh, my God.
10: So, and, and so what I'm saying is people have to understand that how, how difficult these ladies are. Most
3: of them are ladies. How difficult their job I know. They're, they're you know, they're, um, they're amazing. You know, I, I uh, went through a short period when I was very ill with cancer that I had personal support workers helping me. And, you know, it was the same thing. Some of them were amazing and some of them were not. It's, so it's just like everything else, you know? It is. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks Bye. for calling. Appreciate your perspective. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we've got Grace in Toronto. Hi, Grace. Hi, Olivia. How are you? Fine. How are you? Great. Thank
11: you. I was just listening to your previous caller and everything she does that God bless her. Thank you so much for everything and all the PSWs out there. Uh, My my thing is uh, I'm a volunteer at the hospital. Which hospital do you um,
3: volunteer at?
11: At Centenary Hospital.
3: Okay. Scarborough, yes.
11: Yes. And uh, I actually... You think that, you know, the the volunteers we are a huge support to the nursing staff to the hospital in general and I I would love to go back and get vaccinated so I can help not only that but I'm afraid to approach, you know, the neighbors who are seniors and help them with their, certain things that I used to help them with inside their
3: homes. Just a minute. Are you still COVID? going are you still going into the hospital to volunteer? No, we yeah. we haven't been able to go back since March. Okay, yeah, that makes sense.
11: Yeah, and, uh, you know, like I'm saying is, uh, they should kind of look at volunteers, some of us getting vaccinated, as well as the nursing team and uh, doctors to be able to help the hospital and the patients. I mean, there's a huge, huge need. And right now, we're all anxiously waiting to see when we'll be able to go back, Um, you know, in order to proceed with our lives and be able to help others. Like, we're not PSWs, but we do a lot of things that we shouldn't be doing, but we try to do as much as we can to help the patients and the hospital. Yeah. Um... And once vaccinated, we can go into nursing homes like I do that, too, and I can't even do that. So it's really hard for me to sit back and say, OK, I wish I could do it. They need me. I need to be there, but I can't be there, unfortunately, because I'm not vaccinated. Right.
3: Well, you know, there's the lineup of people who need to be vaccinated is huge. So we have to get those vaccines and we have to get them in people's arms and we have to try to make sure that they get the priority on it. Correct. Which so far seems to be
11: vulnerable. I mean, I'm so sad for what I'm seeing. It's, it's huge. I, I know I'm in touch with my nursing home every every day, pretty much. Calling a few people that I know that are able to still talk to me, that they're not too far along with their dementia, whatever the case might be, and just touching base with them, making sure that everybody's okay, and checking in with neighbors and calling them because, like I said, I, I want to go into That's... people's
3: homes, but even I'm afraid to approach them. So well, calling you, is the only thing I can do. Be. You shouldn't be. Thanks for that. And you're doing good things. Thanks for your call. Okay, Libby. Okay, I'm going to um, go to Bruce in Guelph. Hi, Bruce. Hey, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. How are you?
5: Good, good. Um, I just want to address that guy that said he's going to go down to the States, fly to the States, fly to the Caribbean. You know, bud, just because there's a loophole doesn't mean you should go through it and try to be better than everybody else. And, and you know, like if we all follow the rules and regulations and we'll get through this quicker, you know, that's one thing. Second thing is I've got to take issue with Zoomer Radio. You guys keep saying, oh, don't travel, don't travel, it's a bad idea. And yet Norm Edwards is, comes in with the advertisements every, I think, hour or two hours, saying Zoomer Radio, find out how you are, or Zoomer Magazine, find out how, where the people are traveling and how they're getting there and everything like that. So you're promoting travel on one side, but you're, you're you know, well, we're, denying we're, it on the other side.
3: You know what? I haven't read that story yet, but it's... Uh It's more of an information piece. I mean, I was interested to find out. As a matter of fact, I I didn't even realize about that loophole until somebody told me. But it's reporting. It's not promoting. It's uh, let's find out what's happening out there.
5: You're running the commercial by saying that. It's not a commercial.
3: It's, It's promoting a piece of journalism.
5: Okay. I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess we can argue. So, if you, that.
3: Until you read the story, uh, it's, it's not an ad and there might be, I've seen ads for travel, some of them a little too aggressive, but they're for travel somewhere a long way off. But yeah, I don't okay, think no, we have them.
5: And if the guy, say, is going to Mexico or the Caribbean, like he said, the protocols are the same. How does he know they're the same? I don't think they'd be the same as here. So he could go down there and get sick. And I think, wasn't it last week or the week before I didn't catch it all? You were talking about some couple or that went I think it was the states and they didn't have the travel insurance in place in time and it ended up costing the three hundred thousand dollars or something
3: Oh well yeah, it was uh uh well yeah it was it was their mistake uh they They got travel insurance this is the story from a couple of days ago. they got travel insurance to start in January. And uh, they uh, went down and uh, went down early because right. they, when they heard the vaccine was available and then they ran into a problem and they weren't covered because their travel insurance wasn't set to start. And, and then
5: if this guy, again, goes down to Mexico, let's say, and he has to go in the hospital. And again, you know, they may be overrun. They may not be able to get him in, but he may have to pay a, a bundle to, to get, get, you know, get the service, get whatever needy he helps. I'm helping needs like it just doesn't make sense for me to anybody be traveling anywhere out of the country now, let alone anywhere else. Well, that is, that
3: is the risk. And we've had people on the show warning people about the risk. But exactly. but some people say they kind of weigh the two things. What am I better off doing, getting an early vaccine and taking this risk or uh, waiting for the vaccine. So, well,
5: I'm not talking about the vaccine. Uh, Libby. I'm talking about going to Mexico and Caribbean, going anywhere else just for oh. vacation. I mean, delay it a year because by this time next year, I'm, you know, almost, I'm hoping that we'll be able to travel. So just delay it a year. You know, it's like the young people going to these parties. Like, you know, they're 20, 25 years old. You're going to have other years to go to parties. You're going to have other times. So why jam into a, like a condo or whatever, which we hear about 100 people in there? It just doesn't make sense.
3: Okay, well, uh, Bruce, thanks for the warning. Thank and you. I hope people are listening to you. All righty. That is all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for the week. And we'll be back here on Monday to talk about all these very important topical things and to hear from you.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio